Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch. Today's cryptocurrent is Alex Saunders, who runs the Nuggets News channel on YouTube, all about cryptocurrencies. Obviously, last year was a huge year for the cryptocurrency market. Um, lots of ICOs, lots of happenings. Um, would I be right in thinking that this year has started a bit more quietly? Yeah, I mean, the sort of Christmas holiday period tends to be a little bit quiet. Um, and also in China, I guess they also have a pretty quiet sort of January as well. So a lot of people are expecting those overseas buyers to return to the market in February. But I think it's the breather that we needed to have. I mean, if you look at the charts, it's just so parabolic. We, we can't sustain that sort of rise. Um, every year I've been in cryptocurrency since 2012, we've had a 50 to 90% correction. And at this stage where, you know, Bitcoin hit around 20,000 and it's now hovering around um, 11,000. So, you know, this is a pretty sort of standard 50% correction along the way. And it's been around the ten or eleven thousand mark for a while. Bitcoin now. I mean, do you, do you think that it's stabilised, or um, uh, is there in a sense that uh, it's getting ready? It's forming a new base to um, to take off again. I definitely would agree with that. So, I mean, we might have one more little leg down. Um, you know, one more big flush in, in negative sentiment if we get another bad news event or something like that. But other than that, what I'm seeing is a lot of institutional buyers um, starting to take a seat at the table and they've got a lot of money, um, client funds that want crypto exposure and they're starting to layer into the market and they're pretty happy to get in at these levels compared to if they're trying to get in at, you know, 20,000. What, um, what, what do you mean by institutional uh, buyers? What's, what sort of institutions are we talking about? So I advise a couple of crypto funds. Um, and that's just within Australia. So I'm sure there's funds all over the world that are doing the same thing as we're doing, and we're injecting um, big volumes of money into crypto, into the top 10. You know, some funds just um, track the top 10 or the top 20. Some of our clients just want exposure to Bitcoin. Um, some want exposure to the new ICOs, but I know for a fact that there's lots of money that's getting into the market at these levels. And one of the things that happened last year, you mentioned the other, the top 10 cryptos and so on, you know, a big characteristic of last year was uh, big moves among uh, other cryptocurrencies than Bitcoin and uh, a lot of interesting things like Ripple and um, uh, what, Dash and Bitcoin Cash, of course, and so on. So uh, take us through some of those others and, and uh, what's driving their price movements. Yeah, so... When Bitcoin was first on the scene, there was a few copycats that were trying to just be cryptocurrency. So, you know, blockchain-based digital money, and they weren't really offering any point of difference. Now we've got a lot of projects that aren't even um, trying to compete as a currency. They're individual businesses trying to disrupt different industries, you know, variety of real-world problems that they're tackling. And they're the sort of projects that I really like to invest in. Um, last year, a number of projects increased in market cap, you know, 100x. So while Bitcoin did extremely well, if you pick the right projects further down the list, you, you know, the returns were even better. 
So, I mean, when you say projects, what do you mean? I mean, cause, because it seems to me, just looking at it, there seems to be two types of cryptocurrencies. There's coins, which are like Bitcoin, uh, trying to become a sort of a money transfer system, and Ripple and a few others like that are in that case, Bitcoin Cash. But then there are tokens yep. where, where they're actually connected to a business. Do, do you think that that distinction between coin and token is correct? Oh, absolutely. And there's probably another distinction. So this year, I think we're going to see um, security as the third type, where you're actually owning a percentage of the business. So a lot of these utility tokens, as you mentioned, they have a business behind them. But if you buy 10% of the coins, you own 10% of the platform or the project that they're working on, not actually 10% of the business. So yeah, we have coins that are trying to be ways to transfer value, as you say, cryptocurrencies as sorts. But a lot of these new ones, um, it's probably best to use examples. So a few quality Australian projects that I like, you know, Power Ledger. They're building that platform for decentralising energy, so you'll be able to sell your excess solar power to your neighbours. That's the um, one. Obviously, that's, they're not, that's the one that everyone knows about. But are there others like that? Oh yeah. So um, Horizon State. I'm not sure if that one's on your radar. That's another fantastic Australian project that's trying to um, redesign democracy through the voting and decision making process. They're putting all that on a blockchain. Um, Kenya, another Australian project that's doing a peer-to-peer task economy. So you'll just open up their app and you'll be able to see who are the highest rated you know, um, plumbers in your area and you can click on him. You'll come straight to your house. You pay him straight away with the Kenya cryptocurrency. So all these things are just trying to cut out the middleman in a way like we've seen with Uber and all these other industries. It's trying to decentralise this and get it peer-to-peer. And, they, and these things are all on the blockchain and have a token a, a, attached to them. Do they, do they need the t- token to make the business work or is it um, just a sort of an add-on? So the, the best projects that will that I like to invest in that I think will deliver the best returns are the ones where the token is essential to their business model. Otherwise, yeah, there's people that are trying to cash in on this and just have a token for the sake of trying to raise money um, but yeah, the best projects like Power Ledger, yeah, you absolutely will need that Power Ledger token to p- partake in that whole economy and that ecosystem, that platform that they've developed. And how many um, coins are there where they're trying to set up a, a trying to become a new new part of the money system, or to to in fact um, uh, take over for replace Bitcoin? How many are in that game? Oh, I'd say there's at least a few dozen that are just trying to do that um, digital transfer. A few of those are privacy-based coins, is their point of difference. Um, some claim to be faster than Bitcoin or cheaper. Um, but honestly, the majority out there now of the thousands of cryptocurrencies are trying to do business models um, rather than trying to be a currency as, as such. But the ones that are trying to be currencies, I mean, just looking at it, do you think that, um, because obviously what's going on is a land grab of sorts, they're all, you know, um, they're trying to be the one that does it or uh, uh, grab a piece of the action. Um, Yeah. I presume, and usually when that happens, there's there's a sort of a shakeout at some point where there's a consolidation, some go away, some last, and you end up with, um, you know, the real sort of, uh, the real players. Um, yes. How far off do you reckon that sort of shakeout is? Uh, I definitely think that at some stage, if we continue on this path of excitement, um, things are going to get far overvalued from where they currently stand in their um, development. 
Um, and, and yeah, the number of people that actually use these currencies in our everyday lives, it, it, you know, it's not a lot of volume these days. So if we have dozens of coins that are trying to be a currency and they're not really getting any use case, then they will hit fair value. Um, and that's probably a lot lower than the current price for a lot of them. So that's why you've got to do your research. Uh, even Bitcoin, the landscape has changed. And, and by that, I mean that it started off trying to be digital money. And now because it's become more expensive to use and a bit slower to use when the network's congested. People are now storing it, um, viewing it as a store of value, like a digital gold almost because of its scarcity. So, I mean, this whole landscape is, is changing and it's interesting to watch this unfold. So um, as you look ahead at 2018, how are you approaching this year as a, as a trader and also in, in what you're advising your clients? So coming into last year, my advice was to be pretty heavy in the top 10 coins. You know, I was happy to own a lot of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Litecoin. Um, those coins are the ones that most people find out about when they um, discover the cryptocurrency space. And we saw a lot of money flow into those. Now I'm telling my clients in 2018 to position yourselves in the best quality um, projects that are trying to disrupt real world industries and they're going to capture money flows from those different industries through investment from government institutions as well as just individual investors that are going to find out about these coins and, and take interest and invest in them. Um, so such as what? So a few of those that I've named just there, the Power Ledger, Kenya, Horizon State, I own those in my portfolio. I've, I've done a lot of videos um, on my YouTube channel, um, Nuggets News, if you want to check it out about what I believe the best coins are and so i own about 20 different projects now that i believe are gonna deliver investment returns um far far greater than what bitcoin can now offer because the market cap has risen so much so you know i maybe see bitcoin can still go to a hundred thousand dollars if we get etfs and um, that sort of thing but i think some of these other good quality projects will deliver returns more than 5x um, that bitcoin might do the thing about a lot of those ones that you mentioned um, and the projects that you're talking about, uh, because they are actually, um, in a sense, the pre-sale of the product or an, a, a way of accessing the service or the product of the business, um, yep. they're more able to be valued, aren't they? I mean, you can actually see, well, uh, what's, this, what's this service worth? Um, what does the coin give me? And you can actually come up with a value. Are you doing that as part of your investment process? Uh, we definitely will in the future once we have maybe cash flows and things like that. Um, it's very hard. How do you value Bitcoin is a great question. But these days, government fiat currency isn't backed by anything other than confidence you know, in the government. So it's very hard to value what is Bitcoin worth compared to um, you know, Forex trading and reserves. If it captures a bit of that market, obviously, it could get a very high market cap. Whereas some of these projects, um, another probably good example to give you is a one called Funfair. So they're going for the online gambling industry. And because their whole platform is on the blockchain, it's provably fair. So if you're playing blackjack or roulette, you can check the results as statistically fair um, and the outcomes. Whereas if you're doing any other online gambling these days, there's no way to know what website you're playing is actually giving you fair odds and all that sort of thing. So. If you want to use their gambling um, website, you'll have to use their currency, the Funfair token. I think something like that is going to capture a big percentage of the online gambling industry that's a multi-billion dollar industry. And things, things like this, when they start off, have a market cap in the tens of millions, I think it's a no-brainer 
Um, but if it succeeds, that market cap is going to grow exponentially. And then once we grow and they start getting cash flows, we can more accurately forecast the exact value. So, so you reckon things like that will be more prospective, a better investment this year than some of those coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple and so on? Yeah, like I said, this stuff's all high risk, high reward. We're dealing with technology that can, you know, get um, roadblocks or, or they can fail at any point. But the risk to reward and the potential upside is far greater for these lower cap projects, these lower cap cryptocurrencies. But you also mentioned the possibility of coin or tokens coming out that are actually securities that are like shares in the business. Uh, have any yeah. actually have any actually appeared like that yet? Very few, and none that are on my radar for investment purposes yet. It's a lot of a lot of extra legal paperwork, particularly projects I'm advising in Australia that maybe want to go down that path. But as soon as you start to pay out a dividend or anything like that, you're classed as a security, and it's a lot of extra paperwork um, and legal red tape. Rather than starting a project and having an ICO, an initial coin offering. Where you're a utility token, you're just sort of getting people to use your platform, and whether or not that goes up in value, you know, it's not the same as a share which you're directly investing in, to, with the hope that it will go up in value. Yeah, well, I, um, I suppose one of the one of the reasons there've been so many ICOs and everyone's so excited about it is that it's pretty unregulated. Yeah, I mean, if you want to launch one in Australia, you want, you've got to do it the right way. But um, as far as internationally, yeah, there's heaps of unregulation. Um, we see scams every day. Even projects that people thought were legitimate now are, are turning around and walking away and laughing with your money. So you've got to very much do your um, due diligence. Which is leading some people to say that the whole thing, the whole area of cryptocurrencies is a scam, which is possibly not the case. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand why people um, say that and we see these headlines, but I certainly think it's a very small percentage um, of projects that are scams. I think the higher percentage, just like in the dot-com bubble, it's going to be people that mean well and they're trying to build these businesses. But the reality is that if we have thousands of these projects, only a few dozen are going to succeed in the long run. So just like we saw in the dot-com bubble, um, you know, companies rose from the ashes, the Amazons, Facebooks. I think the same thing is going to happen even if we do have a, you know, a big bubble and it bursts. I definitely think the companies I've named are going to be here in five and ten years' time. I don't think the whole space, you can just write it off as a speculative tulip mania. Uh, well, great to talk to you, Alex. Thank you. No worries, Alan. Thanks for having me. And, of course, everyone should watch Alex's Nuggets News channel on YouTube to see all of the details of what he's talking about. 